looking back, I'm like, okay, this tracks. Because even when I was in like elementary school and middle school, I was always writing skits and I never wanted to like perform someone else's work of fiction. I, I always wanted to make up some stupid skit. I mean, that's the internet. The internet is all stupid skits. Looking back, I'm like, yeah, okay, I could see how I got here, even though I didn't know that that was going to help me out later in life. Actress, comedian, content creator, and self-proclaimed self-spurt, Lauren Powell is my guest on this episode of Worldwide Celeb. World. She's all over my social media, my TikTok. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Music from YouTube. The real. Behind every internet famous face you see in your scroll is a real person with an entire life offline. Freedom of expression. These are their stories. Hello and welcome to Worldwide Celeb, where we strip away the digital curtain and introduce you to the real people behind the personalities you see every day as you scroll through your feed, you click around the internet, or even listen to your favorite podcast. My name is Chris Kelly, and my guest on this episode is a comedian, actress, and writer, content creator, social media influencer, and much more. She's a self-proclaimed seltzpert, which is to say if there's an alcoholic seltzer drink that's been created, odds are... She's tried it and told you about it on one of her many channels with a combined audience of a few million followers between TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. She first appeared in my feed with her viral smash hit, If Your Drinks Could Talk, Part 1 and 2, mind you, and has been cracking me up ever since I hit the follow button with such award-winning content as seeing what her blood alcohol content could be after eating. Count them 64 liquor-filled chocolates, which is disgusting, by the way. She's also recently launched a podcast with her husband called Kapower Hour. She's damn funny. She's with us this episode. Lauren Powell, welcome to Worldwide Celeb. Hello. Thank you for having me. And can you write my Instagram bio? That was amazing. I'm I'm happy. I pride myself on the intros. I have nobody that's been disappointed in their intro at this point. So I'm more than happy to help out with that. That was incredible. I'm not worthy, but thank you. So before we get started in every episode, I give our guest a secret word. It can be an ordinary word. It can be something preposterous, usually a weird adjective to use over and over. And today's actually was chosen by Lauren herself. It's the guest's job to work that word into the conversation as many times as possible between now and the end of the episode. It's your job as a listener to try and figure out what that word is and tweet it to us. There are no prizes. You don't win anything. It's just for fun, for the sake of stupid fun. Uh, Lauren, as I said, chose her secret word off the air before the show, so keep your ear out for what you might think it is during the episode. So, Lauren, how? Hey, where are you, by the way? Where are you talking to me from? I'm in San Diego, California. So you live in San Diego then? I do. I lived in San Diego in uh, like 97, 98, something like that, oh, when wow. I was like 21, and I've maintained to this day it was the best year of my life, to be perfectly honest with you. I am certain of it. I've always said, because I lived in LA for a decade, I was always like, I in my 20s, I could not live in San Diego because I would get nothing done. It's too fun. To be fair, we got nothing, absolutely nothing done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's probably why it was the favorite year of my life. Which yeah, that makes sense. Is not to discount my children or my life today, by the way. I'm just, sure, 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 sure. Just saying. You got to add the disclaimer. You got to always have that. That's, that's right. So uh, before we go any further, I figure as so much of your content is a little boozy, I feel like I'm going to crack open a beer right now. If that's fine with you. Let's hear it. Uh, you're, and you're welcome as well. I'm going today. Um, you ever had a Grolsch? 
Uh, I have not. It sounds like a beer. It is a beer. It's, uh, so th- they're like a funky bottle that I fell in love with at some point that's got like a weird top on it that has a, uh, like a metal bit. Okay. That flips open kind of like a reusable bottle. And let's see if it's, uh, does it actually, oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So that's what it sounds like. It's like, like sounds like a little champagne kind of, if you Google it. At the, over the course of this interview and look at it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, 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 I've seen those at some point in the store. But it's a tasty little beer for a podcast. Oh, yeah. it's a, that's I just looked it up, and that is the lid that I was imagining that's perfect. when I heard that sound. Not that I'm an expert on the lids of beverages, but I recognize that sound. See, I feel like you might, of any of the guests I've had on here, you might actually be the expert on the lids of these beverages. That's kind of a fun. Maybe I should work that into my content somewhere. Just like blind guessing what my husband is opening. I feel like I'd be really good at it. By the sound, that's not a bad idea. That could be another video right there. Yeah. So give me a little of your history. Like, where are you from? What did you want to be when you grew up? Did you ever envision you'd be creating stuff like this and doing this kind of thing for a living? So I am from Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina. Um, born in Maryland lived in Virginia from like age four to 14 and then North Carolina from the start of high school through college before I moved to California. I always wanted to be an actress from like the age of five. I told my mom I was moving to California to be an actress. Wait, I guess I should say more specifically, I wanted to be an Olsen twin. Yeah, that job was already taken, I think, right? Two of them. Right. Yeah. Damn them. I really chose poorly, I think. Um, I think the Olsen, watching the Olsen twins growing up on Full House, I was like, I want to do that. And um, I told my mom very young, I was moving to California. And she was like, yeah, sure. Good luck. And then uh, I keep my promises, no matter how superfluous they may seem. Um, but yeah, always, always wanted to be an actress. And then, you know, I did some like competitive acting in high school and decided to go to college. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go study acting in college because I'm I'm a great actress, right? This was very cocky teenager Lauren. <laughs> what do I need training? What do I need college training for? What a waste of a degree. I'm going to have a backup plan for in the rare chance that acting doesn't work out for me. I need a fallback plan, right? My fallback plan, I decided, was screenwriting. Ah. That like being a famous screenwriter would be easier if the acting thing didn't pan out much easier right so again very like i don't know much much higher rate of success i think there, like with your first time out everybody is uh matt damon and ben affleck in that regard I yeah think, right exactly i wanted to be tina fey and amy poehler i wanted to write my thinking was when i moved to la i'll you know i won't have to like pound the payment pound the pavement to audition I will just be in the things that I'm writing. I'll cast myself. I'll do the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler thing. So I was very grounded. Uh, you could, as you can tell, like my aspirations were rooted in reality. To be fair, though, uh, even coming out of school with that kind of ambition, could you or anybody really have envisioned a decade-ish ago that creating this kind of content would be so lucrative today? Kind of what you're doing and... That you didn't have to be winning Oscars to be entertaining millions of people? Absolutely could not have predicted it. I, 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 looking back, I'm like, okay, this tracks. Because even when I was in like elementary school and middle school, I was always writing skits 
for like the talent show. And I never wanted to like perform someone else's work of fiction. I, I always wanted to make up some stupid skit. So it's kind of, I mean, that's the internet. The internet is all stupid skits. Um, looking back, I'm like, yeah, okay. I could see, I could see how I got here, even though I didn't know that that, that was going to help me out later in life. And that's kind of why this um, podcast has been so fun so far is the internet is full of these people in all different walks that are doing, uh, I don't want to say everybody's doing a skit, but everybody is, like there's so many corners to it. There's no rules. There's You could do whatever you do or what you are and put it out there and somebody, as long as it's entertaining, somebody's going to watch it. Yeah, it definitely makes it so that there's so many different people out there that, ha- that want to watch so many different things. And it's like, it used to just be ABC, NBC, network television that controlled what everyone got to see. And now it's like, right. you know, I used to think I was unique and original. And now I'm finding out no, none of us are because there are so many other people who feel like they're just like us. And so when they watch their influence, favorite influencers online, they're like, oh, I relate to that. Or, oh, that totally happened to me. And it it's just like completely broadened and opened up everyone's interests and, and the things available to them to, to entertain them. What do you think of the term influencer, by the way? I, uh, big sigh, <laughs> big sigh. It's a loaded it, question, you know, I guess. When I first got to the scene, <laughs> when that word first started getting thrown around, it was an insult. Um, it was, influencer meant, oh, it's Instagram photos. Right. It's, uh, you're hawking skinny skinny tea or something like that. Like <laughs> it wasn't, there were no like video influencers that were just kind of like unintentionally selling you things just by talking about things that they liked or influencing you and your purchases. So in the back of my mind, it's like a, it is such a word that people use not positively, but I think that's changing. So I need to get over it. It seems to be. I, I, I've always kind of thought of it kind of cliche-ish. It, yeah. it, much in the same way people used to, and not as much anymore, but used to throw around the term millennial. Yeah. To Insult. kind of say, as an neighbor, right? Like they don't know what the hell's going on. They're yep. just millennials. Yeah. Whereas with the influencers, it's like, oh, right. She's an influencer in air yeah. quotes kind of a thing. Yeah. You and and others that have a following like that, technically, by definition, do have an influence on people that watch your stuff. So it's a very literal term for what it's worth. Yeah, we need to take back the word influencer the way like women took back the word slut. That's what I want to do. I want to de-shame the word influencer. I still like I have PTSD from being out in public. I hate filming in public because of like you know, the Instagram channel, like influencers in the wild, and they're just making fun of mostly women um, getting caught doing something completely ridiculous or superfluous, like out in the wild. That's like their name. Um, And so I'm always afraid to film in public because I'm afraid someone's going to be like, oh, look, that girl thinks she's an influencer. (laughs) And so like Sean has no shame. He has no PTSD. He did not grow up around this. And he's just like, I'll film in public. I don't care. And I'm just like, stop, you're embarrassing me. There should be some kind of a thing like, uh, you know, like, although it's kind of in flux right now, but the blue check mark that would indicate that you were somebody of importance for any number of time. There should be like some kind of a badge or 
<laughs> sign on your back you can wear when you're filming in public to say, listen, dick, I actually have followers. Like, I'm not just, you know, doing this. Or for... like, this makes me money. Yeah, yeah, right. I make a living doing this for millions of people. I don't just have 380 friends on Facebook. Like, I don't even know if that would help. I think I need therapy to get over this, like filming in public shame. I think I just I just don't want to draw attention to myself, even if it's people know why I'm doing it. I don't know. So talk about if you would, the business side of what you do. So clearly you were mentioning like, oh, these people that would just be hawking skinny jeans or whatever it was, which is legit. <laughs> skinny jeans, that's that's a millennial problem. Yeah, I think right. I said, I was talking about skinny tea. Oh, right. Well, that's more in your wheelhouse, I would imagine. <laughs> anyway, being liquid consumable Beverage. content. But obviously you've got some kind of paid content in there or unless you're just genuinely interested in trying every last new thing that comes out in your own free will. But there's a lot of brand names that pop up in some of your videos and stuff. So obviously there's a business side to it for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess my income is like a good mix of brand deals and then revenue I get when people just watch a video that's not sponsored. So for instance, like Facebook revenue or YouTube revenue, there's they serve you an ad. I'm not in charge of the ads, it's not like a brand deal type ad. And if you sit through the ad, I get a I get a payout that way. So it's like 70 75% of my of my business comes from ad revenue and then about 25% comes from brand deals. I I it started out as me just being just genuinely wanting to try everything there was out there because I think it was the pandemic and there were so many there weren't that many seltzers as there are now, but there were so many that I was like, I'm just going to try 30, film it because I'm genuinely curious and over time started to get brands attention. And um, but I would say like maybe one in 10 of those videos is branded for the most part. It's me knowing that uh, people are going to be curious about this. If I'm genuinely curious, I know other people are going to be curious about it. So not just like some like completely superfluous flavor, like another cherry, it would have to have some unique aspect of it these days where I'm like part, you know, as a content creator, I'm like, this would make a good title. Maybe it's like 15% cherry, you know, 15% ABV, like something that makes it stand out more. Do the kind of how I choose them. Do the people, uh, let's see, you're in San Diego. So you got what Vons and Ralph's out there. Do the people at Vons see you walk into the store and go, oh, here she goes. She's going (laughs) over to that aisle again to scout (laughs) for new material. I did get recognized in the alcohol section at Walmart in San Diego. And uh, I was just like, these are my people. Like, (laughs) yeah, this is where my audience is hanging out, like in the beverage aisle i feel like that would be one of those like i remember when i was a kid my dad owned a restaurant and we used to go to all these restaurants and i'd be so annoyed like god you're scouting this place why are you stealing the menu put the silver what are you doing and you're probably very similar to go out with like lauren just leave the just just drink what you like my god you don't have to have something new every time we come out like always checking always checking the shelves to be like what did i miss what did i what has nobody told me about yet like and and every store is different, like regionally. Oh yeah, can't I can't help but scan the shelves. Why are you making notes? Why are you taking selfies? Damn it! Would you just enjoy yourself <laughs> for a change? That actually, and it it's a good segue. How conscious are you of um, all of the content you put out online as you navigate daily normal life? Like, does obviously things happen to you over the course of the day, and you go, oh well, I, I got to make a video out of this, right? Yeah, I think it's probably half and half for me. There'd be some things that happen where I'm like, oh. 
I probably should have filmed that because that was pretty funny or unique or relatable. And I just don't think to to film it if it isn't things that happen on the fly. I'm not as good at thinking like, oh, I should film this because I'm such a like producer in in my head. So I'm like, if I hadn't pre-planned it, I don't necessarily think to react to it. Um, but but like when it comes to like if I know I'm going out with a bunch of friends or going to some cool bar, I'll try to document it if I think it's interesting, not not if I just am like, hey, I'm out. Here's my face in public, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I just feel like I only will document it if it's unique or interesting. Like I said, um, going on vacations is hard. I've, I'm trying to get better at this because like we'll go on vacation and I'll film all this footage and I'll get home and I'll be like, what am I going to do with all this? Who's the head of this? It's me. Yeah, but, but I'm like, wouldn't that not, isn't that kind of going against the concept of, quote, taking a vacation? If you're yes. working on vacation, shouldn't you put the, like, does your husband const- constantly slap your phone out of your hand and be like, <laughs> no, we're going jet skiing, leave it. No, are you kidding? My husband is like, hey, is this a business expense? Can we write this off? <laughs> like, put, bring your, pull your phone out. He's, he's better at like, do you need the shot? Should I get some B-roll? Uh, it's <laughs> It's tough. Like on one hand, yes, I want to be present. On the other hand, I want personal memories of things, even if I'm not going to turn it into yeah, a, right. like a video. And it's also like you do all these cool things and you're like, oh, this would this would be really cool to share. This would be really cool to document and put in a video. It's it's hard to, to go on vacation and, and not want to make a video out of it. Like it doesn't always Sometimes it feels like work and it's like, I just don't want to get, I don't even care about the shot anymore. Let's go. But then I'm kicking myself later. Like I should have just like had the patience and gotten the shot. Um, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird headspace. Uh, I don't know. One of your videos that cracked me up a ton and I mentioned it in the open was you ate, I believe it was 64 liquor filled chocolates and they were like whiskey filled chocolates, right? Allegedly. Allegedly. And you wanted to see one of the things that you do a lot is keep track of your BAC, your blood alcohol content, for those that don't know what that is. Uh, with, you know, like a, if you've ever done a roadside, which not saying I have, which I've done several, <laughs> but um, it's you blow into the thing basically and you're able to see what your blood alcohol content is. And to, so you're doing these 64 <laughs> liquor filled chocolates. And to be fair, you kind of gave up eating the chocolates and the last half or so you just cracked them open and drank the liquid inside, which I find absolutely disgusting to think about. <laughs> but uh, for those that didn't see it and don't have the uh, eyes to be able to scan your feed to find that video, what was the verdict? What did you blow? Uh, I, I don't I don't even know if I remember if it registered. I don't think it did. I think that's that's the funny part. I believe it was 0.0 if I remember it correctly. And I don't know if I included this in the video, but so the breathalyzer is is so sensitive that you're supposed to wait 15 to 30 minutes um, to really have an accurate reading of what's in your blood and not just what's in your mouth. Ah. And so sometimes I'll be like, especially now that I've started like testing food, that's liquor, liquor food, right? I'll be like, I just to see if there's like towards the end, I think I, I don't know if I put it in the video, but I just I drank the liquid and immediately breathalyzed because if there was any liquor in it, it would pick up on the on the breathalyzer and it would be like usually 
usually if you blow into the breathalyzer after having like a shot of fireball immediately after a shot of fireball, it'll be like 0.4. You're dead. How are you breathalyzing right now? Like <laughs> it's so inaccurately high because it's just what's in your mouth. And I'm pretty sure that one was like zero. That um, it's been a while since I've had some fireball, but I remember back in the day, the thought process that the reason it was called fireball is because you could like breathe fire with it if you put a match in front of your face. But I never tried Interesting. it. Interesting. They must have got rid of that tagline, that campaign really early on. Well, I don't know that it was a campaign. I think it was like an urban myth back when, you know, you're like 19, 20 years old because that's all, you know, you drank all the yeah. stupid liqueurs and all of that. Everything was schnapps and Kool-Aid back then, which kind of makes me heave a little bit dry heave just thinking about it now in my 40s. Um, but the, uh, you know, because some of it like, or like ever, isn't Everclear technically flammable? Some of them are. I know. Oh, absolutely. Everclear, I think is just pure ethanol. Like it's, Ugh. yeah, like our frats, I remember in college, like the frat, it's cheap. It's just grain alcohol. And it's like a hundred proof or even higher, I don't know, but the frats would all use it in their like PJ mixer, their jungle juice or whatever. And it's just, yeah. it's just lethal. You never drink it straight because it actually tastes like sh- rubbing alcohol, yeah. uh, but not that regular vodka tastes any better. I don't know. It's crazy. I, I remember there's a, there's a bar in uh, Fort Collins, Colorado that I used to frequent when I lived there over the years that is, uh, it's called the town pump, of course. And they, you would buy, Everclear soaked oranges and cherries. No. And you'd go in there and just, you know, eat a few cherries and a few oranges and you'd be good to go for a little bit of time. Yeah. How much um how much time do you spend on social media not interacting as yourself or whatever or creating content but actually viewing content like flipping your own feed around and not and doing it just as a as a viewer or a a watcher as opposed to Ooh, maybe I could do this or maybe I could do that. Or is that even possible? A little of both. I, I am on TikTok a superfluous amount. Like too long where some every now and then, like I'm mostly there just to be entertained. And every now and then I'll be like, oh, there's an idea. Should I incorporate that? But for the most part, it's just I'm just killing time. And then you get addicted to scrolling. I think TikTok and Instagram I use, I am on. I use Instagram more for like shopping these days. And TikTok for just mind-numbing, passing the time. Where do you stand on to to say that you use Instagram for shopping? I always say, a lot of people always complain about, oh, my phone is always listening and all this crap shows up in my Instagram feed that I was talking about over dinner or whatever, however they do it with all their algorithms and all that stuff. Personally, for me, I don't mind it because I like seeing things I'm interested in or talking about as opposed to a bunch of crap that I'm not interested in. Where do you come out on that side of things? Oh, I absolutely love it. Listen to me. Every every device that's listening right now, uh, I need more money. I need... Um, yeah, right. Yeah, like, I don't know. I love, I love the personalized ads. It just makes it easy. It's like, oh man, I was just thinking about that. Like, I'm shopping for a wedding guest, wedding guest dresses. And it's like a formal event, which is so hard to shop for. And I was just like, I typed it once into Instagram. And then now all my ads are all these brands I had never heard of that were on my radar. And I actually found like several options because of the ad. So I think Instagram is doing a great job of tailoring their ads to us. I don't think TikTok is 
I've not seen a single ad on TikTok that I've stopped scrolling for. Uh, but Instagram, they've got our number and I'm here for it. I don't have anything to hide. Like that's I, I say know. the exact same thing. What do I have to hide? I've got nobody cares. Everybody assumes like the government is going to do something with the the data about the dresses that you looked at or whatever. Yeah. How boring for them. No kidding. Speaking of other weird lurky corners of the Internet, I'm kind of a fan of vetting some of the info you get from, you know, how uh, there's like a million bio sites where every website is like, oh, here's this is Lauren Powell and this is all of her stuff. Like if anybody Googles you, it usually pops up somewhere near the top. So anybody who's even remotely well known has their own page and profile and I've pulled up a bio of yours and I want to see how accurate it is oh, and kind of keep a tally of a few of these things. And <laughs> so we're just going to kind of go through and we're either going to check these true or false. It says that you are a Pisces, true or false? True. All right. How did it find that out? I don't know. It says that you are five foot seven. Is that true? Ah, uh, false. False? I'm five nine, but five seven five is better nine. than most of the internet thinks I'm like five two. Really? Uh I don't know why. Every time I, I have this one friend in LA, she's a good friend of mine, and she's like five foot zero. And every time I post a photo standing next to her, the internet is like, what? How short is she? Because <laughs> you're only five two. And I'm like, actually, I'm five nine. And people are just like shocked. I don't know why I look so short on camera. So I'll take I, I five seven seemed about right to me, uh, just based on <laughs> I'll take that seeing you pop up in my feed now and again. It says, right after graduation, you began your career in the entertainment industry, making your debut in the short film called The First Time, where you featured the role of Matilda as well as directed the movie. Uh, true, I guess. Close enough? Yeah. I don't know if that was like my first debut, but I'll take it. It says that you began collecting traffic cones while at the University of North Carolina. <laughs> it's true. But, Mysteriously. But why is the internet? And I know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this is this is what I'm talking. That's what part of the. This is my most fun part of all these episodes because it's such weird crap that these sites pull up about you. Wow. Um, favorite actor Tom Cruise. Favorite actress Anne Hathaway. False. Where did that come from? I have no idea. Your favorite colors are violet and white. Absolutely not. Couldn't be more dull. <laughs> All right. So this is the tiebreaker then, because uh, we're three to three, three true, three false right now. It says here that you do not know how to drive. Is that true or false? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, legally, I know how to drive. I guess someone like, is that an objective question? Like, I, I have no idea. I know how to drive. But do you not drive for some reason? Uh, I like when I prefer my husband drive. But but you do drive. Yeah. All right. So that's true then. Uh, that's false. I'm sorry. So four false to three true. So this particular website, which I will give you <laughs> off the air, so to speak, is trash. They're garbage. I love that it doesn't know my favorite color, but it knows that I like to collect traffic cones. I love the fact that it got your favorite color wrong, but it was correct when it said that you liked to collect right. cones, which is very strange, <laughs> by the way. So this one time in college, I, my senior year, I think, or my junior, it was probably my junior year, I was in a sorority. This one time, you know, we all, I didn't live in the sorority, but I lived close by and I would eat all my meals there. So we were going like maybe Saturday, one night after drinking, we were going to go get breakfast there. 
And we were driving to go and we couldn't, like someone had blocked off the road for construction or something. And we were all annoyed because we had to like go around because there were traffic cones all on the road. And uh, we go inside and we're like, why, why is there, why are there all those traffic cones out there? That's really annoying. And someone was like, Lauren, you not remember like last night, you, apparently I didn't want anyone getting into the sorority. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I stole all these traffic cones from a construction site and blocked off the road so, so that nobody could get into the sorority or something. And then that's, that's from there on, I just started like dragging traffic cones home and collecting them on our front porch. I'm sure the rest of the girls in the sorority loved that. Yeah, I don't think I made many friends from that uh, <laughs> venture. You should have <laughs> been stunt. collecting like, I don't know, kegs or something. You probably would have been more popular. Much more useful. Yeah. So, kind of a lightning round here. I ask everyone these next few questions. So it's kind of like quick answers on this one. Um, what is your worst bad habit? Uh, my husband would probably say that I interrupt him. Um, I was going to say something about my wife there. I'm just going to, I'm going to take a pass and keep on going, <laughs> but I'm, I'm uh, on your husband's team on that one. Do you, do you have <laughs> any guilty pleasures like binging a certain TV show or something you just can't do without that? Maybe nobody would know you're into. Definitely reality TV, like selling sunset, love is blind bachelor can't get enough what music do you listen to who are your um like the, your best concert you've ever been to or your worst or both uh taylor swift oh that's right i've seen some taylor swift videos on your feet you just saw her in concert i did uh she's by far my favorite artist and also the best concert i've ever been to best two concerts i've ever been to worst concert um i went to this concert last year the ba i saw some 41 and Simple Plan, a big pivot mm. from Taylor Swift. Very loud. Well, that's okay. But it was in this one venue called Soma in San Diego. And I didn't know mm. this, but it has no ventilation, no windows, no AC. There's no air. And it's basically like a big mosh pit. Mm. And, so, and it was like August when we were in there. It was so hot. I got really close to the stage, but I was like, I can't breathe up here. So I had to like go stand in the back just to get air. So like... The bands were good, but the venue made it absolutely miserable. Do uh, What's a hobby that you might have that might surprise people who know you or people that follow you online? Or uh, It's really tough. I don't feel like I have any hobbies because I feel like my, what was a hobby, like making internet videos, became my career. Right, right, right. Um, But I was, I guess, like past hobbies that might surprise people. Uh, I was first chair oboe. In high school. Really? Yeah. It's like, it's a solo instrument for the most part. You hear it in most songs. Uh, they, explain to me, and I may edit this out, I might keep it, but I'm just curious <laughs> because I've always, like as a kid, like a little kid in the band or whatever, they made me play the bass clarinet. Okay. Which I kind of enjoyed for what it's worth, but as a wood instrument. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the oboe, it's a different kind of, uh, like the reed on a clarinet touches the clarinet, mm -hmm. but on an oboe, it doesn't, mm -hmm. right? It just sticks. I, how does that even work? I don't even know how that works. My head can't get around it. It's two reeds that touch each other. So they vibrate against each other. It's two reeds strung together on a cork, much like a wine bottle. 
Ah. Everything ties back to alcohol for me. I was going to say, there's your influence right there. Do you ever... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just... I picture Friday nights around the house, you and your husband getting a little boozy and you picking up a wine bottle and going... That's what the, I can do. On the, on the, yeah. the cork uh, sticking out of the bottle of wine. What uh, Do you have any... I, in fact, I'm I'm almost certain you do. Do you have any celebrities who follow you anywhere online? And what celebrities do you follow? So in the middle of the pandemic, the craziest thing happened. Um, Jennifer Aniston shared one of my breathalyzer videos to her Instagram. And I cried. It was the most insane thing ever. Um, got a ton of followers from it. She didn't follow me. I like slid into her DMs and I was just, I was like, oh my God. I've, you know, I'm obsessed with friends. I watch friends. I can recite like any line from friends, which I'm sure that's exactly what she wants to see in her DMs is yeah, somebody was telling very you. unique. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, she didn't reply. She, I, she left me on unread. But from that, actually, like Jennifer Gardner followed me after seeing that she's never interacted with any of my stuff, um, but she did follow me. And then let's see, like. Oh, on TikTok, um, Chrissy Carlson Romano followed me recently. And she was this big Disney star. Uh, she was on Even Stevens while I was growing up. And that was so cool that like this child, because I always wanted to be an actress, right? So she was a child actress that I looked up to. And then to follow me as an adult was just like mind blowing. She like even sent me a message that was like, oh, wow. I loved your I loved your video. Keep doing what you're doing. And I she doesn't drink, so I think it was one of my like party planning videos. Um that was really cool. And who do you follow? Like who does stuff that you're like, oh yeah, that's good stuff. I like that. <sighs> you know, following celebrities is kind of like mainstream celebrities. Sometimes this is like disappointing because you watch that like you watch them in a show and you're like, oh, I don't want this show to be over. Let me go follow them online because right. I bet I'm going to get that persona through their their social media. And it's never like that. They're so professional on their social media or they're too busy. Which I'm like, what's that like? To be too busy to post a video. Or they're nothing like the character on their TV show. Yeah. So it's always like a little disappointing to follow celebrities, like true, true celebrities because like, they're just kind of boring. But I yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I'm more interested in seeing influencers, those type of big influencer celebrities, because they are used to showcasing their life and their lifestyle. So what is next for you? Like status quo is obviously you're drinking your seltzers and living the good life. Well, what's in your, your near future? What's your longer term goal for where we might see more of you or big projects you want to work on or the next evolution of what it is you want to do? Well, I just launched a podcast. So that's a very exciting thing for us to explore, for Sean and I to explore that isn't scripted or isn't about alcohol, kind of just opens up different topics that we can talk about. Um, and and, and Real quick, explain Kapower Hour. Yeah, so my last name is Powell and Sean's last name is Casey. And so for our wedding, our hashtag was Kapow. Ah. And then I love puns. I love combining words. And we just thought Kapower Hour. Because do you know what Power Hour is? The game? It's a drinking game. Yeah. Shocking. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. It's a drinking game. I seem to remember it back in the day. And I remember... It's it's 
every 60 seconds, every minute for an hour, you're taking a baby shot of a drink. So usually it's, I think it started as like beer. So it's usually like songs. Every time the song changes, there can be like a playlist. There's this creator named Ali Spagnola. She capitalized on making like power hour playlists and doing mm. music that literally every minute the song changes. And so you are taking a shot of a beverage. And I think by the end of that hour, 60 shots of beer is, I don't know, it's a handful of beers to drink in one hour. So it's a good pregame activity when you are young and hangovers don't affect you. Yeah. Those were the days. Yeah. What? Uh, so you say the, the podcast has nothing to do with alcohol yet. It's titled literally after Drinking. getting as yeah. tipsy as you can in 60 minutes. Yeah. It doesn't not have anything to do with alcohol because I think <laughs> our lives just like inherently alcohol comes up, drinking comes up, whether it's telling a dating story or a college story or something. But it's mostly just an opportunity for Sean and I to kind of showcase our, our personality, how we interact in a marriage, um, just how playful we are with each other on any topic that we want to talk about that's that we think is funny. You do have uh, one of those couple goals-esque kind of relationships online where it's like, oh, they really, they like each other as people in addition to being married. And I think there is a big difference and not everybody knows how to celebrate that difference of being a friend to your spouse in addition to being their spouse it's two they're they're not mutually exclusive but they are two different things yeah absolutely like sean is my best friend and i better be his best friend if he asked you he better say me um but it is like we are we are so close outside of just the yes we're married but it's like we have a lot of fun together and i i just really want i want people to see that like this is your relationship. I don't know. I just, I just really love our relationship. So I wanted to kind of showcase it more and be more vulnerable. So to finish up, everybody's got some like go-to wisdom they whip out from time to time, whether professionally or personally topic of your choice. Um, like for me, the example I always give is people, friends of ours or whoever that are about to have a baby for the first time will be like, Oh, so you got any advice? Cause we've got a couple of younger kids. And I always say, the most sage advice I can give you is to not follow anyone's advice. Like if you follow anybody's, follow mine when I say don't follow anyone's advice because <laughs> every situation is going to be different. What is the most sage advice you've ever been given that you or that you've just come up with on your own that you feel like would be a good share with others on any topic whatsoever? I wish I could say um, like don't cry over spilled milk. Because I feel like that's a good thing for like growing up and like letting things brush off your shoulder. However, I would be a huge hypocrite because one time in high school, um, I cried literally over spilling milk. I had a full breakdown and I was 16. Uh, And I think I cried over the irony of crying at spilling milk. It was just a big moment. So I don't have anything that's like a true saying, but it's one thing I tell creators or aspiring creators is like something I wish someone had told me when I was starting out in like screenwriting or acting is um, don't be too precious. Mm. So when I was first moved to LA and was trying to get people to read my screenplays, I never thought my screenplay was done. I always was like, I, I'm not, I'm not as, I always told myself I'm not a successful screenwriter because nobody's turned me down yet. Like I haven't given anyone the opportunity to read my script 
to tell me it's no good because I, I was always working on it. I was always perfecting it. And so I just never shared it. I was being just way too precious with it. And then that with videos and sketch comedy, which I started doing sketch comedy videos before I was doing these more personality-based ones um, and scripting those out, it would take me way too long because I wanted to make them perfect. And then I finally was just like, you know, not putting out anything is worse than putting out something that maybe isn't your best because you never know who's going to see it. You never know who's going to relate to it. And that might be the best thing they've seen all day. They don't know that you're capable of working on it for five more years and perfecting it. Like, don't be too precious. Put something is better than nothing. Um, That's kind of, that's been my mentality for the past few years of just getting content out. You can't keep, you know, messing around until you get it exactly yeah. the way you want it. So I like it. I think that's good advice. Where can um, people find you or what are you working on that you want people to go find? Yeah, uh, I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. The podcast is on, the audio portion is on all the platforms. The video portion will be on Spotify and YouTube as well. And it's Kapower Hour, C-A-P-O-W-E-R. Correct. Yep. Thank you so much for hanging out. Good to get to know you. And it's fun to put a, although I guess I hear your voice on your feed, but <laughs> not personally one-on-one. It's good to put a voice with the content I see online. Yeah. Hey, how much of your Grolsch is left? Uh, very little splash. That's it. I, I, my original plan was I'm going to like really hit him hard this hour that I'm with you, but I haven't. So <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed in myself, but we should have done a cup. We should have done a power hour. We'll do that uh, next, next time. time. We'll have a follow-up episode somewhere down the road and we'll actually plan it out to where, even if it's maybe not every, well, we could do every 60 seconds, but I feel like that would get really annoying to listen to in an audio podcast. Maybe we just nobody likes, stagger Nobody it. likes a gulping noise. You know what I mean? Oh, I love to turn up my gulps in my <laughs> videos. I'm like, I need to fill this silence. I will double layer my gulps. That's like, I, I'm like, I need, you're going to hear it. It's like gulping ASMR. You and my wife would get along great because she is the loudest swallower I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. And it drives me insane. The funny thing is I never, uh, all these years, I've never told her and I told her mother and her sister over Christmas. And then she comes storming in the room like 20 <laughs> minutes later. I hear that you don't like how loud I swallow. And I was like, oh, for the love of it. That was between us. Why would you betray that trust? Your mother-in-law? I can't believe it. I know. Anyway, thank you uh, so much for spending the time. I really appreciate it. And uh, I enjoy everything you do. I'm a fan. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. My thanks to Lauren for joining me this episode. You can find her anywhere online at Lauren Powell. That's L-O-R-Y-N-P-O-W-E-L-L. And my thanks to you for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of Worldwide Celeb. Be sure to like or follow at WW Celeb Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. If you like the show, please leave a positive review and subscribe to stay up to date on new episodes when they're released. Wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, Worldwide Celeb is a Wavecast studio production hosted and produced by Chris Kelly with production and promo support from Adriana Botterill and Justin Simkin. For booking information and more details about the podcast, visit WorldWideCelebPodcast.com. 